Welcome back, everyone, to Plus Ultra Anime, episode 20. This is the last episode of 2019, and this week's title is kind of a honor or throwback reference to um, Fist of the North Star. I did finish it this past week, and the final episode is Farewell, Kenshiro, Farewell, Divine Fist of the North Star, hence the title of this week's episode, Farewell 2019, Farewell Divine Fist of the North Star. So anyways... This I'm going to do things a little bit differently this week. Generally, we talk about news and what's going on first, you know, or interesting stories that I found during the week. But because I finished Fist of the North Star and I really, really liked it, I feel like it's important to, that everyone knows, you know, just what I think about Fist of the North Star. So I want to start out with a series that we're ta- that we're currently watching this week. Natty's not going to be with us again. Her family's still visiting. She will be back next week with us in our episode so be excited to see her again next week but anyways this is my final synopsis my final opinion of fist of the north star so for anyone that hasn't seen it this series came out in like the 80s like 85 i think it was and honestly it's a it's one of my top 10 favorite anime of all time it's 152 episodes or 153 episodes and honestly the story has is a phenomenal story the characters and their development is really good. Kenshiro has gone down as one of my all-time favorite anime characters. You know, he's right up there with All Might, who is one of my other favorite all-time anime favorite characters. And there's just so many good characters in the series. Uh, you know, see, from season two, you got Ray. Season five, you got Falco, who wasn't in the series that whole, whole long. But again, just such an awesome character. The entire character development in this whole in this whole show was really really good the story was good the lessons it teaches are good and i think for any anime fan this is a must watch anime it is one of the most manly animes that i have ever seen i think my testosterone levels went up by 50 percent by the time i was done watching this series it is really really good and it is worth your time to watch there are some episodes where where it does get a little repetitive Kenshiro is virtually indestructible, unstoppable, unstoppable. He does have a few fights where he does struggle a little bit, but overall, he is like the top dog. And the other thing too, in in season six, if you have any pro- issues with like seizures or whatever, I would maybe not watch it because there's a lot of flashing lights in <laughs> in season six. Season six, it also does kind of get to be a little bit more kind of like the way Dragon Ball is, where they. They're getting so strong, they're starting to use their own key and energy, almost as like key blasts and things like that. But honestly, Fist of the North Star was the Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball came out. It is really, really good. Out of on a scale from one to ten, I don't know if I can quite give it a ten, probably a nine point five. But man, it was really good. Like I said, I put it in my top ten series of all time. It's definitely one worth watching. It is a little older. Like I said, there, there are some parts that get a little repetitive, but for the most part, it's must-watch anime for any anime fan, in my opinion. So, anyways, definitely check it out. If if you are in that moment where you're looking at finding a new anime to watch, that's probably a really good one that you can start with, especially if you like a good old retro anime. You know, they just, they just don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> Which, now there's still really good anime coming out but man this was really really good put it up there with saint seiya and and some of the other classics that i really enjoyed so definitely definitely highly recommend fist of the north star 
So moving on from that, I did watch um, Pokemon Episode 6 for the new Pocket Monster series. Where so at the start of this episode, they start out back in Kanto, which I didn't, I don't, I didn't know when they got back to Kanto when they just got into the Gala region in the episode before it, and you see the Dynamax Snorlax, and to be honest, I don't, I don't know how I felt about this episode. So it's like, Go got so excited about seeing in his Pokedex he had captured Score Bunny that he gets, you know, excited and wants to go out and start catching more and more Pokemon. So he immediately goes out to virtually almost like the Viridian forest and he sees all the Pokemon that he can catch. So he just immediately starts throwing Pokeballs at everything he sees cat and he catches everything just by throwing Pokeballs. He captures a Caterpie, a Metapod, Paris, Venomoth, Parasect, Butterfree, Pinsir, uh, Weedle, Kakuna, and Beedrill, all just throwing Pokeballs. Finally, he gets to a Venonet, throws a Pokeball, doesn't catch it. So he battles it. But after 10 Pokemon, it takes a battle for it to be won. And then the final Pokemon, Scyther, he battles it in order to capture it. So there was a total of 12 Pokemon in this area in Kanto. They were all bug Pokemon. And he caught all 12 faster. So he caught 12 Pokemon in like 10 minutes faster than Ash Ash Ketchum caught any Pokemon in the entire first Kanto region, in the entire first Pokemon series. You know, I, I did the I figured the difference. So between Ash all the way through the first Pokemon League, the Indigo League, he only catches nine Pokemon. He ha- he gets Butterfree, Pidgeotto, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, Kingler, Primeape, Muck, and Tauros. Then when he gets to the Orange Island, he ends up picking up Lapras and Snorlax. So even so, between the Indigo League and the Orange Islands, Ash caught less Pokemon than Go did in 15 minutes in the Kanto region. I felt like this whole episode was nothing more than an advertisement for Pokemon Go because the Pokedex, the way it's set up, is just like in Pokemon Go. And obviously they named Go kind of as a way to get people more excited about Pokemon Go. At least that's what I think. And it just, uh, I don't know, I just didn't like that the, the fact that it was so easy. And on top of that, you know, originally once you caught more than six Pokemon, it goes back to Professor Oak's lab in this one. You know, he got to keep all 12 of them. So, I don't know. I just didn't... I just didn't like it as much. You know, the other thing, too, like, Ash had Haunter for a minute, but he never really caught it. He had he got Raticate by trading Butterfree. So, I guess if you add that, Ash does have one more Pokemon than what Go did. But at the same time, it's just like in, in just a few minutes, you know, Go made it look so easy to catch Pokemon. But... You know, and, and that was actually kind of one of the things that kind of bugged me originally in the series, in the Pokemon series, the the original, the Indigo League was, it was so hard for Ash to catch any Pokemon, and like I said, it's like he goes all the way through the Orange Islands and only has a total of like thirteen Pokemon total. So I don't know, just, it, it was just different than what I'm used to seeing, and it just felt like it was too much like trying to be Pokemon Go. The episode in itself was not bad. I mean, it was. It was good enough. It was all just about catching Pokemon, which is what Pokemon is all about, other than battling. So, in the end, you know, Go decides he wants to fill his Pokedex. He went from wanting to only have Mew as his first Pokemon to now wanting to fill the entire Pokedex with every single Pokemon he possibly can. When he asked Ash what he wanted, Ash just went back and said, No, I just want to be a Pokemon Master. That's my main goal, being the best battler 
and just become the best Pokemon master possible. So I think that episode set us up for for some big stuff. I think there's going to be some some more Pokemon, some more major Pokemon coming into it. What I would really like to see, which we have not seen, as far as I know, in any other Pokemon movie or or season, is a legendary Pokemon captured. So. I would love to see that happen in this. Maybe Go will end up eventually catching Mew by the end of this series. I don't know. I, I the way the way Pokemon has always been, I doubt it. I'm sure he'll like get Mew, have a good battle with him, maybe capture him and then release him, just because that's kind of how what Pokemon does. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens with that. So anyway, moving on. Where I did finish Fist of the North Star, I did start High Score Girl on. Netflix. They've only got the first season on Netflix, which surprised me because a couple weeks ago we were seeing High Score Girl in the top 10 airing list. And it was there for a couple weeks uh, for season two. Uh, my guess is it only came out in Netflix Japan or whatever because supposedly this is a Netflix original. So who knows when it's going to come out, the second season for Netflix here in the U.S. But um i was actually really surprised i actually really really enjoy this series there is a little bit of like a romantic side to it but at the same time you know the series is actually really good so it takes place in the early 90s like 1991 92 when when um street fighter 2 was the big game at the arcade and um uh, haruo who's the main character he's just kind of this clueless guy that just is obsessed with gaming loves Mortal Kombat 2 and you know one day at the arcade he's just kicking everyone's butt and then all of a sudden he gets destroyed by this girl and he looks over finds out it's a girl from one of his classes who's really quiet she comes from like a rich wealthy family so really strict family that wants her to always be studying and and taking care of herself and doing this and that you know not wasting her time playing video games so they end up becoming pretty good friends um and they just just gamer friends you know going to the arcade all the time um originally when i was first talked about this game you know a couple weeks ago in in different podcasts only mentioned street fighter but in the end they actually do talk about quite a few different video games uh final fight mortal Kombat makes its way into it um and all kinds of other games it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good it's if you're a gamer i definitely recommend it it does it does have a little bit of the romantic side of it. I think this is a series that Nancy would really really enjoy. Um, I'm a, I've actually been really liking it myself. It, it'll be interesting to see kind of what goes on. I am on about episode nine right now of sixteen, so I'll definitely finish this off this week, and then I'll move into something else. I'm thinking maybe Fire Force, maybe maybe something else. But since Fire Force has ended, and there's a little bit more information about Fire Force, which we'll get into in a minute here. Um, I'm thinking I might do that, but there's a couple other series that I have my eye on that are almost kind of like a space-oriented series that I'm looking at, so we'll see. Anyways, those are the series that we're currently watching, that I'm currently watching. Natsy's kind of taking a break from watching anime for the past two or three weeks just while her family's here. She's just spending as much time as she can with them as possible. But anyways, we're going to move on into some of the news and just kind of the interesting stuff that's been happening over the past week. So, starting out... Uh, for those of you that watch your anime on Toonami, they announced their new lineup, their new schedule for January 2020. A lot of these series, like, they start pretty late at night. Like, we're talking like 3, 4 in the morning. <laughs> so if so if you do hear any of these that you like that I'm going to read off here in a second, 
make sure you got your you know your you record or whatever because things are going to change a little bit so you can record your episodes or whatever on Toonami. So they're starting at eleven o'clock is gonna be My Hero Academia season four, which makes sense. You know, definitely give it precedence. Me and Nancy still haven't caught up on we're still we got I think we have five episodes now that we can watch. Uh, that we need to that we need to watch to, in order to catch up. But anyways, after 11, 11.30, they're going to have Dr. Stone. 12 o'clock, One Punch Man. 12.30, Fire Force is coming on. 1 a.m., Food Wars. 1.30, Demon Slayer, which, if I remember right, Demon Slayer was airing at about 11 o'clock before. So for those of you that are following this series, again, if 1.30 in the morning is too late for you, definitely make sure you're recording your episodes. And Black Clover, 2 o'clock. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, 2.30. Naruto at 3 Promise Neverland at 3.30 and Attack on Titan at 4 a.m. So, yeah, from what I have heard, there's been quite a few people that are kind of bothered by this change-up in some of the series, just be- especially with Demon Slayer because it's jumped quite a bit later than what it was before. But, like I said, that's the beauty of having cable. You, you know, you can record your episodes and watch them later if you need to do that. So, just, just a heads up for those of you that watch your anime on Toonami. Next, Funimation announced it's uh, it's kind of a chunk of winter lineup, so so we're going to go over a little bit of some of these. So for those of you that do watch your anime on Funimation, um, we've talked a little bit about Maggie Madoka Magica. That's coming, that's not only coming to Crunchyroll, that'll be here on Funimation as well. A series called A3, and then they have another series called Sorceress Stabber Orphan that's going to be coming out. And that seems to be the one that has like the most uh, fan anticipation on Funimation. This series originally came out about 25 years ago. So for the 25th anniversary, they're doing a remake of it. And it's uh, virtually a story about it, about a, about a kid who, well, not so much a kid, but he's, he's a sorcerer who's been pretty much lazy most of his life. And uh, one day his sister gets turned into like a dragon during like a, like a magic practice or some some sort of magic activity and then uh after that that's kind of where his adventure begins he goes trying to track track down his sister so he can try and help her turn back into a human so it actually looks really interesting i checked out the trailer on youtube definitely one i think would be worth checking out it looks pretty good um next one was smile down the runaway id invaded plunderer uh, my favorite pop idol made it to Bu- Budokan. I would die. That does not interest me in the slightest. Toilet bound Hanako-kun. That one just from the name piques my interest a little bit. Seems kind of kind of dirty with the name. But anyways. <laughs> then you got Isekai Quartet t- Season 2. Which is a highly anticipated one. Which is basically just combines a bunch of, bunch of our favorite Isekai characters. All into one episode. Or all into one series. And then the uh, last one that they kind of announced was Infinite Dendogram. So there's there's a pretty good lineup coming to Funimation here. So if you do watch your anime on Funimation, there's stuff to be excited and looking forward to here on uh, on Funimation coming fall. Or not fall, sorry. Winter of 2020, just a couple weeks away. Um, also, Crunchyroll as well announced a chunk of their series that are going to be coming out here soon um by far the most anticipated is haikyuu season four you know the, the volleyball series that's 
this is supposed to be one of the best sports anime out there and a very highly highly anticipated and and people are really stoked up to see the next season of Haikyuu so that has been announced we all know that's coming here in January um, another one they announced was called Science Fell in Love so I tried to prove it this is a series basically about two scientists that they're trying to see if you can if there's actually some sort of scientific theory involved with with love and both of these scientists actually have feelings for each other so as they work together they're trying to I don't know almost kind of share their feelings for each other at the same time trying to figure out if love can be proved by science honestly doesn't really pique my interest that much but if it sounds like something you'd like check it out um the next one is called Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga this kind of seems like an interesting one it's virtually about a, 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 a guy that was a samurai general he dies and he gets reincarnated as a dog and then there were other Japanese warlords in the history that ended up also becoming reincarnated as dogs. It's supposed to be a pretty funny series. Again, another one doesn't really pique my interest a whole lot, but sounds kind of interesting. Um, the next one's called Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken. Uh, this series is basically about three friends. Well, originally about one, um, one girl named Misusaki Tsubame and her goal in life is to make an anime and she ends up getting two friends that the three of them all start working together in order to try to help her create her first anime eh again I don't know how how excited I am about that one uh we we do know that um they're also getting Somali and the forest spirit uh Crunchyroll also announced Island of the Giant Insects which seemed like an interesting one more than anything I just saw the poster read this the you know the first release poster read the synopsis seems kind of interesting we'll see what that one has in store we'll see what people think about that one i'll probably wait to read reviews before i see that and then you got inceptor like i said haikyuu already uh darwin's game isekai quartet 2 we also know is coming obviously to Crunchyroll. the one that i found was probably most interesting was the destructive god sits next to me i know that one's there's been a lot of people kind of talking about that and they're saying they're excited to see that. And then the the final one that they had announced was called Setin Academy, Welcome to the Pack. Uh, so this, here's, here's the description of it. It says, the survival of the fittest animal romantic comedy manga takes place at a school for animals where the students' curricula centers on the idea of survival of the fittest. The lone human in the class who hates animals and the lone wolf girl in the class meet and their nonsense academy life begins. I think this is supposed to be sort of a comedy type anime. That one looked kind of interesting. Again, I'm not, I don't know. There's not a ton of stuff in here that really piqued my interest. Uh, me and Nancy were talking a little bit earlier this week. We thought maybe the next series we start together is Haikyuu just because... It's supposed to be similar to Kuroko's Basketball, and we absolutely loved Kuroko's Basketball. So Haikyuu is probably the next one we're going to watch together. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what else, what other of these series that we'll like to watch. So moving on, that's, I mean, I know that's a whole lot of information I just fed to you about upcoming anime and, and series and, and scheduling and all that, but we're going to move on from this. <laughs> So last week we talked a little bit about Promise Neverland getting a second season coming out in October next year. We're excited about that. A couple weeks even before that, we talked about how they announced that they were going to be doing a Promise Neverland live action movie. 
and this past week they did confirm a release date for that at the Jump Fest, um, you know, convention, and they announced that's going to be coming December 18th next year. If I think if this series focuses on the first season, I don't know if it's going to be its own, like a kind of a spinoff, but because they haven't given a ton of details on it, but I imagine it's going to follow that whole first season, which they could easily do a whole movie of just that first season. And things would flow really well. Like I said before, the series itself, the that whole first se- season did not have a whole lot of dead moments. It was constantly moving forward and was a pretty, pretty quick and intense thriller of an anime. So this gives us something else to be excited for. But this is virtually a whole year away before we get it. So if, if for some reason it ends up getting bumped up sooner, we'll be more than happy to... St- to to tell you where we are with that so anyways moving on Uh, as well the prince of tennis we knew there was a movie that was supposed to be coming out i believe spring of 2020 is when it was supposed to be coming out but this has been pushed back to an unconfirmed date in 2021 so it's gonna be a while i do think the reason why they did it is because they did confirm that this new movie will be entirely in 3d cg animation so it's going to be it's going to be really really pretty much gorgeous animation on it it's going to be a really good series and the original creator himself takeshi konomo he will be serving as the creative supervisor for the whole movie so you know it's going to follow the original story i think really well and it's going to be i think it's going to be a good movie it is something i i'm actually pretty excited to see when it does eventually come out if if it actually makes it to 2021 i mean that's i mean we're probably a year and a half away on that one you know the prince of tennis was originally created in like 1999 so it is i wouldn't say it's a super i mean i guess it's 20 20 some odd years old 20 years old so anyways this is something to look forward to it's it's a ways out but it's just too bad that it just got announced that it's going to have a delay because we were, we were expecting it here in the spring now it's almost a whole other year i imagine it's going to be spring of the following year uh 2021 so anyways moving on gundam build divers re-rise they confirmed a second season premiere date um it will be coming sp- actually pretty soon it's coming in april 2020 um supposedly this has been one of the strangest gundam um series that has come out since since I don't know, there's a ton of different ones. The first series of, or the first season of Gundam Build Divers, Drivers, Divers <laughs> had 13 episodes, and they I think they just recently ended, but they did announce second season is coming here pretty quick. So April 2020, if you're a Gundam fan and you have been following kind of the Build Divers, get ready for it. It's coming faster than we. Uh, faster than we think it will be it'll be april before you know it so anyways moving on we were talking about fire force for a second there a few minutes ago and they did announce that season two is coming they did confirm a season two for 2020 fire force kind of had mixed reviews from a lot of people um like i said this is one that i still haven't watched but i am planning on watching this with within the next it might be the next series I pick, either this or or another one, but it's going to be within the next one or two series that I watch. <laughs> um, from what I've read and have understood from reviews and things like that that I've studied up and read about on Fire Force, people 
we're not really so interested in the story at the beginning of this season, more so in the animation and like some of the battle scenes and stuff like that that it's got. But when you got more towards the end, supposedly the story really picked up and got really good. Some people were saying they weren't sure if it was good enough to be getting a second season. But uh, here, lo and behold, they actually announced we're getting a season two. They launched a, you know, a, a poster and, and, a, and a trailer for it. So it'll be coming in the summer of 2020. So we're about probably about six, five, six months away before we do get it. Uh, maybe even a little bit longer, but good news for everyone that did enjoy Fire Force because it will be continuing on. I would love to see Demon Slayer confirming a season two, you know, as quickly as Fire Force and, you know, and uh, Dr. Stone, you know, immediately at the end of, of their seasons, they're already announcing season twos. Uh, with, with Demon Slayer, they only confirmed the movie that's coming up here soon, but we would like to see the second season, so... I think good news for Fire Force. From what I have seen, the trailers and everything, I've I've been interested in watching Fire Force. I was just wait. I've been waiting for all the episodes to come out, and since now that they've got them all, it does pique my interest to to check this one out and watch it. So, moving on from that, so Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 was also revealed as a release that they're going to be releasing. Crunchyroll confirmed it that it'll be released on June 27th of 2020. So for everyone that liked Evangelion, you know, we're going to be getting a little bit more. Again, this is a series I haven't watched. This is an old one. This is a classic, 95, 96, I believe is what the time frame when this came out. Natty really did like it. She always tells me she wants she wants us to start that one together. So um, supposedly it'll be coming out in Japan first, at, and and that'll be June 27th, and they haven't really given us a North America release date, but Japan, it will be coming 27th, which means it should be probably here in the U.S. within a couple weeks to a couple months afterwards. So for all the Evangelion fans, there is more coming up here quite soon. Um, Moving on, so there's been a movie, again, out in Japan, Lupin the Third, which was a series that we talked about a little bit a couple weeks ago. Um... Lupin the Third is a really old series. Like, this came out in 1971. October 24th, 1971 is when Lupin the Third uh, Part 1 came out. There's a total of, I believe, five parts of Lupin the Third, um, which is a highly, highly well-received anime. It's gotten bigger and bigger here in the U.S., um, but they did just launch a new movie. It's a CGI... It's, it's a CGI movie, and... You can look up the trailer for Lupin the Third, uh, the movie, and it's just I don't I don't know if I really like it so much on this. It's got it feels like a Pixar movie to me. It's almost kind of the same art style as like Monsters Inc. or like How to Train Your Dragon. It's like it doesn't look bad, but it just doesn't feel like an anime to me. Um, like I said, I know the series has been has been really. W- well received it's been a it's like i said it's a classic a lot of people have really liked it um and and actually this movie has actually done really well some of the people have gone as far as saying it's one of the best uh, cgi movies they've ever seen uh one of the best movies of 2019 so i don't know i it's being very well received this movie but at the same time i to, to me it just i'm gonna have to watch it before i can actually judge it because it, it, 
it, at least from what I saw in the trailer, it wasn't wasn't doing it for me. I wasn't super excited about it. Um, here's kind of the synopsis on it. It says, Lupin's current target, a key to a certain server facility, once obtained it, the information of all the customers and their funds from the world's largest online bank will be in Lupin's hands. There they find the developer of the security system of the bank, Amy. Lupin and Jigen successfully capture Amy and bring her to their hideout. However, almost immediately upon their arrival, Zenigata and his men surround the place. Being at a loss as to why their location was exposed so easily, they discover an online show going viral. The show's name is Arrest Lupin the Third. So, story sounds pretty interesting. Sounds like it's going to be a fun fun movie to watch. We'll see if it ends up coming out. Uh, if you do want to watch the current, like what they actually already have of Lupin the Third, uh, it is on Crunchyroll. All five parts. There's a lot of episodes. There's I. I think, I think there's about 25 episodes per season, except season two, which seems, if I remember, it has somewhere around 75 episodes. So if you're looking for one that you just want to binge watch, Lupin the Third might be a good one. Lupin is kind of like a, almost like a high class thief kind of guy, and it's it's kind of a comedic action type anime series. Again, old school though, retro anime. So if you like retro anime, this is probably a good one to check out. And I'm, I imagine this movie will be coming here to the U.S. pretty soon. And as soon as it does, we'll definitely be able to let you know and what we think on it. So moving on from that. So I felt like this was pretty interesting news. So Stars came out on Netflix Japan just a few weeks ago. It just finished its final episode last week it was a 12 episode series and Beastars is kind of like that darker version of Zootopia if you remember it has been in the list of the top 10 currently running anime pretty much every week except obviously this week because it just ended (laughs) but with that they already announced that the season 2 is coming Uh, they did not give us a confirmed date but they just did say that the second season will premiere and they will actually be bringing a new character and cast edition information for in the coming weeks so there's going to be new characters new season coming and they announce this before it even makes its way to the u.s i actually can't wait for this to make it to netflix here in the u.s because i think it'll be good there are some people that are saying they're kind of nervous because uh studio the studio that has made b stars um they're also behind this the series land of the lustrous and they've announced that there's going to be a second season for that but people have been waiting and waiting and waiting forever for that series and just it's never coming. And so people are kind of nervous if it's it's going to be the same way. Yes, it's been announced, but who knows who knows when it's going to be. So I imagine it'll be fairly soon, uh, especially with how well received it's been. Like I said, it's been in the top 10 currently currently airing anime for the past about five or six weeks. So and it's been sitting around seven, five to seven, in in its rank of the top ten. So I can't wait for I can't wait to see it. And I I hope they I hope by the time they launch it they'll have both seasons. <laughs> I doubt it. I bet you it'll make the U.S. before it gets its second season. But anyways, moving on. Still continuing Netflix. So if you remember, we talked a little bit about Carol and Tuesday several months ago. That was a top ten cur- currently airing anime for quite a few weeks as well earlier on this year and you know it was a 12 12 episodes originally on netflix 
just kind of like Beastars. And, you know, we knew that it was coming on December 27th, the second half of the series. And, uh, and it has launched. So if you started watching Carol and Tuesday, you can now f- finish up the final episodes 13 through 24 that, that were just launched. Uh, on Netflix, they do have it in Japanese with English subtitles or English dubbed as well. Um, uh, if you remember what, what this is about, I'll read the, I'll read the uh, synopsis to what this is again. It says, 50 years have passed since mankind began migrating to the new frontier, Mars. It's an age where most culture is produced by AI and people are content to be passive consumers. There's a girl, girl uh, scrapping a living in the metropolis of the Alba City. She's working part-time while trying to become a musician. She's always felt like something is missing. Her name is Carol. There's a girl born to a wealthy family in a provincial town of Herschel City and dreams of becoming a musician, but nobody around her understands. She feels like the loneliest person in the world. Her name is Tuesday. So virtually, these two girls meet, and they decide they end up wanting to make music together. Um, I've heard this series is actually really, really good, too. Again, another one I haven't watched yet. But I know it's done really well, and it was, it was, you know, it's kind of been quietly well received, if you know what I mean. It's like I haven't, you haven't heard too much about it on social media websites and things like that. But it's still done really well, and and aired really well throughout uh, the U.S. on Netflix. So if you did watch the first original twelve episodes, now you got thirteen through twenty-four. Definitely check it out, especially if you already watched the other ones. Now, if you remember a few months ago as well, we talked about how Sword Art Online, Alicization, War of the Underworlds arc was rumored that it was going to be split in half. And this past week, they confirmed that that's what they're going to do. They're going to stop after virtually the 11th episode, take like a three-month break, and then come back spring of 2020 to finish it off, which I I just don't get why they want to do this. I feel like it's just cutting away the hype of what you've already got going it's like you're already building up all these episodes you stop halfway get people to lose their attention go off and watch some other anime and now you'll want them to come back in three months to see how it finishes i don't know if it if it were me i would just be continue working on these other ones maybe they just didn't get as far as they were hoping and they just launched too early but personally i don't know i've been waiting for I want to wait until they have this whole this whole arc out before I finish Sword Art Online. I did watch the first, um, I believe, three seasons. I think it's three seasons of Sword Art Online. I got all the way through the Gun Gale portion, and I actually really did like the series. And I believe it was one of the first kind of isekai type series that really kicked off the isekai genre. Sword Art Online is really good. It's definitely one worth checking out. But as for me, I am going to wait before I watch this Alicization arc until they actually finish this up. So again, I'm going to be out till spring 2020 before this thing actually wraps up and and I can actually finish it up. I'll probably have somewhere around 50, 50 some odd episodes or more to watch to finish up this series. But I do recommend Sword Art Online if that's one you haven't watched. It's, it is pretty darn good. So... With that, uh, a few more news here. Uh, Pokemon The Power of Us has just been revealed that it is coming to Netflix ASAP. January 1st, we're going to be having another Pokemon movie. While it is a standalone movie, 
Supposedly, it's supposed to continue off the Pokemon I Choose You movie, which came out on Netflix last year, or maybe earlier this year, which I actually thought was a really good movie. It was about finding, like, getting one of Ho-Oh's feathers, and if I remember right, you get to make some sort of wish type of thing with one of Ho-Oh's feathers. It's only given to, like, very special trainers, and, uh, and he chooses that he'll be able to he'll battle with whoever has one of his feathers it was actually a really good movie i actually really liked it so i'm glad that they're bringing this one out too if it's the same style and the same kind of storytelling that the the other one had i'll definitely watch i mean i i know for a fact i'll definitely watch this movie with my son as soon as it comes out because he loved the pokemon i choose you and i imagine he's really gonna like this and and this is this is like asap this is coming in just a few days so definitely something to look forward to especially if you like pokemon you know lately i feel like pokemon has done actually a pretty good job on the series and the movies that they're they're uh they're coming out with so this suppose this this one that is uh coming out the power of the power of us supposedly takes place in the johto region in a city called fula which i don't ever remember going to fula city in pokemon silver or gold or even crystal or even soul silver or soul, soul gold. So it'll be interesting. It involves around meeting Lugia and other mythical Pokemon. It'll be good. I can't wait to see it, really. It's going to be can be definitely one that I'm going to enjoy watching with my kid. Um, next. Okay, so this this is one that I was actually really excited to hear about. Is uh, Dragon Quest is getting an anime announced. They announced an anime for it for the fall of 2020. I know that's a ways away. But it's going to be based off of the 1986 original um, Dragon Quest manga. Now, Dragon Quest, the games, I have never actually played. I've always been interested in playing them, but for some reason, I've just never gotten around to playing them. Dragon Quest XI, is, I think, is the most recent Dragon Quest in the in the gaming series. I know that uh, Dai made his way on... I, I believe he was on Super Smash Bros. He was definitely in Jump Force. I never really used him because I never really knew what he he does. Um, but man, I I thought this looked good. They do have a trailer for this if you want to watch it. Originally, so this series actually did they did make an anime of this in the early '90s. Had like 46 episodes, and it again it was centered around Die, who was you know he clashes with a demon lord called King Hadlar, and uh, it was originally created by Toy Animation. So I'm excited that I think this is virtually going to be a remake of it. The anime actually looks like it's going to be really good. Um, and I believe it's going to be, I think it's, I think it's going to be based on the 1986 manga version of it. So should be, should be a really good, good anime. And it's one that I am excited to see because I, like I said, I've always been interested in the, in the Dragon Quest games, but I I haven't looked into them enough to really force myself to buy it you know what i mean i haven't actually looked up to read if i need to play it you know from game one all the way through 11 to really know what's going on so i don't know just something to be excited about uh with that kind of theme in keeping with the theme of gaming uh so they announced earlier this past week that the new fairy tale game that will be coming out here soon is not going to have an english dub which i am totally okay with i think the fairy tale Japanese voice actors do a great job. 
um i did so when we we started watching fairy tale for the first time um we what we started watching it in english and then we got to a point where there was probably another 50 episodes that or so roughly that were subbed and so if we wanted to continue it we had to watch subbed and and not dubbed and when we switched over to the subbed it took a couple episodes for me to get used to but in the long run i actually liked it better than i did in the english language so the fact that uh it's going to be just in japanese and just with english subtitles i'm 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 okay with that um this game if you remember is coming out uh, March 19th, 2020. So it's coming soon. You'll be able to get it if you're on Steam, um, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4. I don't think it's making its way to Xbox. But overall, I think it's going to be a great game. It, it's a little different than some of the other anime-type games. It's not like a button masher or total fighter. This is actually like an RPG taking turns fighting and making attacks. So kind of, kind of interesting. Just a new take just kind of a different take kind of an old school take on an anime game um with that Yu-Gi-Oh! legacy of the duelist that launched on nintendo switch back in april and they just announced that uh it's going to be coming out on ps4 xbox one and pc they didn't give us an exact date on this but they just did say they are planning on porting it over to to these other systems which which i'm excited about with this game that bring there's over 10,000 Yu-Gi-Oh cards that can now be used. I've been playing the Yu-Gi-Oh game on my PS4. I don't play it a ton, but when I first got it, I did. And uh, I actually really liked it. I liked that I was able to build virtually the same deck I had as a kid when I played the card game. And uh, and with it, I've actually done fairly well. My, and the other cool thing is, like, I was able to add cards to my deck that I always wanted, that I never had, like, the Black Luster Soldier um what there was black school dragon i had it which i did have that card back in the day but i didn't understand how polymerization worked and so i never really used it <laughs> but i'm always down for new Yu-Gi-Oh games i do enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh games uh the newest rules i still don't quite understand fully because i haven't gotten that far in the game i currently have but you know when it comes to the original rules and and kind of the first couple seasons you know, I'm all for it, and I love playing those ones. You know, and that's the other thing in the game. Like, I got the Egyptian God cards, like Slifer the Sky Dragon, and I think I even had Obelisk the Tormentor in one of them. And uh, just the amount of monsters you need to sacrifice, like, honestly, don't even make it worth putting out the Egyptian God cards, regardless of how powerful they are. You know, the series makes those cards look like they're so powerful that nothing can stop them. But in reality they're not even really that much needed. I mean, you're almost better off just using the cards you have on the on the field rather than bringing out the ultimate monsters. So, anyways, with that, we are going to finish up here with just... I'm just going to go over really quick the top 10 currently airing anime just because we do it... I try to do it every week. I realized I forgot to do it last week. Um, but there's a, there's a good chunk of new series in this because quite a few of them have finished off. Um, but we're going to jump right in. Since Vinland Saga finished, we got One Piece sitting at number one. Uh, My Hero Academia season, uh, four, season four at number two. Detective Conan jumped up to three. Ace of Diamond is number four. Seitokai Yakuin Domo, which has been on this list for the past three or four weeks now, moved up to five. Uh, a series called Soul Land is on there at six. Fate Grand Order, which is kind of... 
you know, that one has been in like the 10th, 11th spot a few times in the past couple weeks. And then it kind of disappeared for a couple weeks. And now it's back in seventh place. Again, I think part of that's because some of these other series that were a little bit more popular just ended. So those have moved up in the list. And then a series called Babylon hit number eight. And then you have this. This is this looks like a weird looking series. It's called Crayon Shinchan. This look it looks like kind of an older type of animation style. I don't know if it really is, looks that interesting to me, but might be might be one to check. Like I said, any of these top on the top ten list I find are generally worth checking out. I tried watching one Fate Zero couple months ago if you remember i did talk about that a little bit and i just had a hard time with that one i couldn't get into it but i know it's a really popular really well received series and probably people will hate me for saying i didn't like fate zero but you know whatever and then um number 10 on that is the legend of of kin uh so if you are in the mode of looking for new series and you don't like retro like fist of the north star which again yeah you gotta watch it but these other top 10 that are currently airing are definitely worth watching. One Piece is amazing. My Hair Academy is amazing. Detective Conan is one that I haven't ever really watched, but my wife really liked it. Natty really, really liked um, Detective Conan. Ace of Diamond is supposedly pretty good. I imagine that uh, that uh, Haikyuu will be in this in this list as soon as it comes out. So, anyways, there's, there's lots of good anime to watch. Lots of good things coming up, so... Anyways, thank you for listening. I hope you hope you enjoy it. And uh, as always, if you if you want, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram or Plus Ultra Anime Thirty Eight. And uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again, and have a happy new year. We'll see you twenty twenty.